Welcome to the Dream Huge Podcast, where we'll talk with real estate investors, entrepreneurs, business leaders, athletes, and more to inspire you with their success stories so you can work hard, never give up, and dream huge. And now, let's start the show. This is the Dream Huge Podcast, show number three. You have 24 hours in a day, right? You sleep eight. So, and then you're at work for eight. So you got another eight hours that you can use to do what you want. So you can either sit there and watch Netflix or you can get out there and hustle to find that something to push yourself to get out of that nine to five. Yo, Biggie, what's going on? Oh, not too much, Pete. Uh, that was an excellent interview with Mr. Mark Gray of Dream Huge Realty. Uh, investor, mm -hmm. real estate investor, flipper, um, Halo video game extraordinaire, kickflip master, skateboard, uh, artiste on the skateboard. Can I say that? A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little. Um, what'd you think about that interview? Was there anything new that you found out about Mark? Um, a little bit. Uh, an interview was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I didn't know the thing about the flip he mentions about where he almost gave up. Yeah. On the first flip. I didn't know about that. And I like how he really broke down that third flip. Um, and I don't want to give it all away, but he gives you the actual numbers um, yeah. for folks out there, you know, uh, looking to say, well, how much can I really make on a flip here in Richland County? Mm -hmm. um, but you'll be excited to listen to those. And he's he's ready. You know, he, he talked about his mentor um, as he was coming up. And I think, you know, and he's already mentoring folks here at the office and clients as well. But, yeah, he, you know, if anyone out there is looking for a good mentor as far as, you know, questions to bounce off about flipping um, properties, Mark Gray is an awesome source. Yeah, he, you know, he talks all about his experience and all that. And, you know, I would say he's a mentor for me. He was definitely, you know, as a partner in what we do with investing and everything. Uh, but I'm, I'm the, to me, I'm the agent, he's the investor, but we're both agents. So I, I learned a lot from him. Yeah, no, that's great. And it's all about having that team, right? Yeah. Um, and finding others, each other's strengths and weaknesses. And, yep. and you guys have got a great team going on um, and continued success to you too. Um, so let's jump right into it. Here we are with Mark Gray. Welcome to the show, Mark. How's it going? Not too bad. How are you, Justin? Hey, I'm not doing too bad today. Hey, Mark, uh, tell us about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Mark Gray, slanging deals every day. All yeah. right, well, I'm Mark Gray. I'm just I'm a realtor in Mansfield, Ohio. Born mm -hmm. and raised, grew up here. I'm an investor. That's, for the most part, who I am. All right. House well, flipper. House flipper. Family man. Family man. I got fiance with two lovely kids. Growing up fast. Wedding date set yet? Not yet. Uh-oh, pressure's on. TBD. <laughs> Infinity. Is, it, is there pressure or is it just cool? I think we're, we're at a good spot. Yeah. There's no pressure behind it as of right now. Okay. I'm sure it's coming. Mm -hmm. And it happens to be Justin Bigelow's sister, correct? That's right. Okay, just for our listeners out there who do not know. That's how we're connected. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jenna. 
That's right. What's up, Jenna, if you're listening? My sister Jenna. I'm sure she'll be listening. The redhead little witch. (laughs) We we didn't give a shout out to your family at all, Biggie. That's all right. Podcast. We can do it now. That's all right. What is it about Mark? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I get off track a lot. I go off script quite a bit. You'll find out. So, Mark, uh, you know, we know you're a real estate agent and, you know, investor and, you know, you've been doing some things the last four or five years. Um, just in general, you know, career-wise with what you've been doing and maybe before you got into the real estate thing, what's uh, one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Whether it could be selling houses, selling houses for people, flipping, you know, what you did before. One thing I wish I would have known. Mm-hmm. Um, wish I would have known to be more social and talk to people because I know that I get so much more out from people than what I have given up to this point in my life. So I wish I would have given more back to people because then I know I would have a lot more resources to go to now. Man, how it's crazy when you think about this business, how much of a social aspect there is to this. It's this old tried and true saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Oh, yeah. Right? And um, what better way to network and make deals and make connections and find deals for others by going off of who you know? Yeah. So right. if to do that again, to, to be able to socialize more and better. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, I think you two maybe have a similar background. I mean, you weren't in the military, Mark, but you were at the prison. Yes. Um, some similarities there. Yep. So. Um, so how long were you at the prison? I was there for a little over five years, I believe. And let um, me clarify. You didn't get numbers. You were in the prison. <laughs> right. I was a correctional officer. You were a correctional officer, CO, yes. at which prison? At Ricky. A lot okay. of people don't know this, but there's actually three prisons here in Mansfield. You got Mansi, yeah, they're all right next to each other. You got Mansi, the Mansi camp, which is so Mansi's level three, and two and three level inmates. Then you got the Mansi camp, which is level one inmates, and then you got Ricky, which is level two, one and twos. Okay. Hmm. Um, and then you got Shawshank. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no one goes there. Just the ghost. Yep. Just the rock rock stars go there, and the yep. ghosts. Um, so, for let me ask you this: for those folks out there who are in again military service, you know, correctional offer officer service uh, industry, correct? Mm-hmm. You're you're leading from a place of having a servant's heart and um, serving your community and serving others. But for for some folks that are out there in those careers and they may have a passion for real estate like you have. Yep. Um, what advice could you offer them to making that leap from a, let's just say a nine to five um, onto a real estate entrepreneur such as yourself? Yeah. So what I would say is I, you have 24 hours in a day, right? You sleep eight. So, and then you're at work for eight. So you got another eight hours that you can use to do what you want. So you can either sit there and watch Netflix or you can get out there and hustle to find that something to push yourself to get out of that nine to five. 
Great. So yeah, it. So the advice there for you nine to fivers is start a side hustle, yeah. right? That's the key oh, yeah. word from that was hustle, and who knows if it will take, but try it. You yeah. got eight hours to try that and attack it. And you look here, Mark Gray. You know, um, how how many years have you been in now with your real estate license? Uh, it's 2018. So yeah, so almost four, four years. years. Yeah. So, um, and he passed on his first try. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so four years in. Um, any regrets? Absolutely not. No. Um, I mean, when I was at the prison, I took all my classes while I was working and did all that, and I was even flipping on the side. Okay. So okay. before I quit the prison, I was doing all this side hustling, and had a big enough as nest egg. So when I did leave that nine to five, I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a great um, idea. Um, and also, I want to touch on another one of our newer agents today was talking about. Okay, and you you straight up left. You quit cold turkey. I did. And but you had a nest egg build up. So an issue we run into sometimes with folks looking to buy their first home or their first investment property is. I'm a licensed agent, but I don't have two years work experience. Right. So I can't get financing from any banks. Yeah, that's uh, all commission jobs or in general, they want two years, but definitely when you're into that line of work. So unless you're fortunate to work hard and do a couple successful flips like Mark, I would almost suggest keeping that eight-hour job that you have. Yes. And and using that to um, work towards, you know, that first investment property. Yeah. Or that first home. Yeah, yeah. Don't let that commission be, and, uh, and, and yeah. then you can eventually walk away from that nine to five um, once you have that. But you didn't have any problems because, like you said, your nest egg was big enough to work comfortably with. Correct. Okay. Now, when I did leave that nine to five, I had like the first two years of selling real estate. I didn't have a lot of sales. Right. I didn't have much at all, just because I. When you work at the prison, you can't take your phone in. You can't do any of that. So the whole real estate gig was pushed back. So when people were calling me saying, hey, I want to go see this house, I'm working. I don't even know you're calling me. Yeah, yeah. So I was missing out on a lot of opportunities to go show a house or whatever might have popped up. So my sales was like maybe $7,000 the first year. I think maybe fourteen the second year. Yeah. But I had more, I had more money made and flipping at that point. So when I did quit that, they looked and seen my track record of me doing sales. Even though it was so so little, they still approved it yep. for when I did get a new loan. Gotcha. It's because you saw a trend up increasing, so it looked good. Right. Yeah. No, that's great stuff. So let's speak specifically to your flips, because I know a lot of folks out there are, you know, with HGTV, they make it look so easy. Yeah, fake stuff. They, <laughs> um, yeah. What advice would you offer to someone that's looking to do their first flip? Um, I think you just, you need to get the, the analyzing down. I think that's number one. Follow somebody that's done it. So before I even started flipping, I had a buddy that was doing flips when he was in, I mean, I was still in high school. I don't think he was. But he was doing flips right out of high school. And I was watching him do it. I even helped him do a couple things. So I kind of learned from him before I even jumped into it. 
but he didn't tell me a whole lot. I was just kind of watching and trying to learn myself. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would say do as much learning as you possibly can before you actually jump into it. Sure. Analyze, learn, and hook up with a mentor. Huge. And only watch HGTV for fun, <laughs> not right. lessons. Right. Um, so, yeah, so that mentor kind of showed you the way. And I know you're a big advocate, and you turned me on to these guys, Bigger Pockets. Um, yep. So, you turned me on to the Bigger Pockets property analyzing tools. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about those. I mean, Bigger Pockets has a tool that you can use that. It's just plug and play, pretty much. You put in the purchase price. You put in all the details that you have on this property that you're running numbers on. And it will spit you out a number of what you can either purchase it for or how much cash flow you're expected to get, anything like that. All the good data and details that you're looking for. Yeah. And that even spits out a beautiful PDF if you want to present it to an investor. Yeah, and you can put your logo on it and everything. So if you're if you're looking to ramp up, you can... Have a nice spreadsheet with a bunch of numbers, make it look all fancy. So tell us a little bit about a little bit more about bigger pockets. They're more than just a property analyzing website. Correct? Right. Right. Yeah, no, um, Bigger Pockets has a podcast, which has inspired me a lot over the years. I've listened to them at first, it was every Thursday. They just put out a new podcast, mm-hmm. and it's all about real estate. And I would listen to that religiously, learning everything I possibly could. So when I first started listening to them, they had 140 episodes out, and I found them when I was doing my first rehab. And I'm sitting there doing drywall, and I would sit there and listen to them every episode. I went all the way back to episode one, just listened to one, sitting there doing the drywall, an hour past. Yeah. Listen to two. Yep. And I went through... I w- Caught myself up to where they were. Wow. Yeah, you know, when I first got in real estate, you know, I was blank from all this, just like you was with investing. The best thing you can do if you're new to any of this is just getting that mindset. So you want to be around other people with minds that are giving out that verbiage. It's a different language. Yeah, That's what you got to do. You just got to get into that mindset. Absolutely. I was naive to all that too, just up, up until recently. And really, um, when Mark, when you and Justin turned me on to bigger pockets and really opens your mind into the creative world of real estate investing, you always have to save up 25% to go to the bank. There's numerous ways and stories, and that's what's so great about the Bigger Pockets podcast. They have on different guests, and each guest has a different angle um, as far as how they made it in real estate. Some, some do hotels some do airbnb some do owner finance trailer parks some do trailer parks not one story that's the same it's crazy and on the guys are also great authors too just just go on amazon type in bigger pockets brandon turner um david green i think yep yep and the amount of books and knowledge out there we share it constantly here at the office um but yeah so we want i want to dig a little bit more onto that um, yeah, we're all real estate geeks. Yes. <laughs> That's a good thing to geek out on, though. Yeah. Like you said, man, that was a great point. There's 24 hours in a day. What What are you doing in your additional eight hours to geek out on? Is is your is your eight-hour geek out? Well, I know what you're doing. You're doing real estate. <laughs> now you're doing real estate 16 hours a day. Right. But I'm asking the, the listeners, you know, think about your 
eight hours? What are you geeking out on? And is that worth geeking out on? Is it paying you? Are you even sleeping eight hours? I am not. I no. sleep six. <laughs> yeah. I just I can't sleep eight. I feel like a loser. That's what Arnold said. He said, if you sleep six out, you need to sleep faster. <laughs> <laughs> you must sleep faster. Oh, Arnold's the best. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about a little bit more about um, Mark Gray as a person. Um, we know you're a professional real estate agent, investor, um, but who is Mark Gray um, besides that? What does he do for fun? What does he enjoy doing? What does he geek out on that may not necessarily make him money? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do play a lot of, I do play video games. Play with Justin, Fortnite. <laughs> nice, nice. Do you... Um, have you got any new characters lately? Any new no, skins? I'm not that into it. Oh. <laughs> so he's lying when he says he plays it with me. Oh. Just uh, not often. Yeah. No, I do play video games every now and then, but... um. What are some of your go-tos besides Fortnite? Right now it's Halo. Halo. Yeah. The new Halo just launched and be geeking out on that. Um, my brother and I... Well, my brother and his co-workers used to have Halo parties. Back mm-hmm. in the day when yep. you could link all your Xboxes together. Oh, yeah. Big old nerd land party. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And we, they had this lake cabin up in New York. It's like beautiful lake. You know, I don't think anybody even saw the lake. Everybody's <laughs> locked yeah. in, you know, battling. There was probably like 20 dudes. Wow. And everybody brought their own little monitor um, and just went to town on Halo. Halo 1, probably. Yep. It may and have- Halo 2. Yeah, we did it too. Did you? Yeah. So it's not, it's oh, it was a blast. It's better than playing online. Because <laughs> well, you're there, right? Yeah. It's there. Then you're sitting there drinking, having a good time. We did that at Best Buy. I used to work at Best Buy about ten years ago. And every Sunday night, the store closed like six or seven, and then the manager this ended up stopping because people were starting stupid stuff and they were stealing. Oh but we would have big old land parties on the heat wall in the back. Really? Oh, man. Yeah, we'd oh, have cool. ten people, pizzas, and just kind of like a good. Uh, um, employee get together. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, team building exercise. Yeah, morale yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't beat the good old shit talking live in person. Oh well, no, right, you can't. right. Because yeah. <laughs> on keyboard warriors, one thing or through the headphones, but when you're live, yeah, you can let them have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Yeah. You so get killed. It. You're just like, oh man. Right. And then when you're in front of them, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> there might have been an MF for uh, being mouth right there, but we know what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Because it, it gets you heated, man. It gets intense. Right. Um, so, do you like the new Halo? Yeah, it's all right. Um, I was more Halo 2, Halo 3 guy. And then Halo 4 and 5 came out, and they added some like boosts and stuff like that. I kind of changed it. Yeah, they changed the aspect of it, but it's still good. Are the and I'm not I don't really follow it, but are the um, do the characters look pretty much the same with the chief? Yeah, Master Chief. Master Chief. Yeah, yeah. he's still the same. You can uh, change his armor up a little bit. Yeah, you know I noticed with um, they get crazy with the guns and the skins and they, oh, yeah. can you can you go on there and just do like kind of like Fortnite buy the additional skins. Buy additional guns. Yeah, you can um, you can buy different stuff in there. So it's kind of similar, yeah. same setup. See, yeah, back when I played, you had to earn all that stuff. Yeah. When I <laughs> when they did that back in the you know early two thousand, I thought it was stupid. 
I'm not spending money on that thing. It just changes the look. Right. I want something that's actually different. But now I guess this generation is all about it. Oh, yeah. And it's funny. I heard the greatest argument that somebody was ta- talking to their son playing the video games. Why would you spend money on that? He's like, what do you want me to spend it on? I don't go to the movies. <laughs> what do you want me to spend it on? Clothes? <laughs> I got. I like my clothes. Right. You know, so it's just, it's a different, it's, it's whatever different. you spend it on what you like. Yep. Right. And yeah, now those things might have value come in the future. Oh yeah, they so. they probably already do have value. Not we'll only see. those, but the uh, NFTs. Yep, non fungible tokens. Yeah. Did you do you own any NFTs yet? I do not. Are no, you into crypto? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got a couple. Yeah. N- not like bitcoins or nothing. Okay. Invested, dabbled my foot in here and there. And the stock market as well. Yeah, that's fun. Do you have any um, advice for crypto investors or stock market or maybe what you're doing? I don't think I'd be the best person to give advice <laughs> on that. This is, uh, yeah, this is non-binding. <laughs> I don't know if we can even do that. <laughs> I don't we're know. just ta- we're having a discussion. Yeah, we're not just, giving advice. No, Full no. disclosure, we're not experts. We're not experts. <laughs> this right? is no financial we're just advice. just Mark how he rolls, that's all. That's right. Um, Speaking of that, I heard you were a skateboarder back in the day. Yeah, it was fun. Can you still do? Can you? If I had a board in here right now, could you rip off a kickflip? Oh yeah. Yeah. Dang. How about you, Biggie? You uh, ever land a kickflip? No, flip? I don't like getting physically hurt. <laughs> I don't know if I could land a tray flip, but a kickflip, yeah. Really? I still pick it up every now and then. That's sweet. I never could get a kickflip, um, and I. You have to master the basics first, right? You should be able to ollie over that curb right there. 100 times the before you even try a kickflip. That's what I think. And I yeah. just never really mastered the ollie. I could do yeah. it. I could probably ollie over that curb about 20 times mm-hmm. out of 100. <laughs> so it's just wasn't, wasn't there. I, get, I, I still didn't give up. I'm not going to say that. I just put on the back burner. No, I think skating is like you can't just keep trying ollie over ollie after ollie. Because you would get bored after a while. Okay. But, yeah. You definitely have to master the basics before you try anything. Yeah. As in, like, like I could do a good ollie. I could kickflip. I could ollie down a five set, five stairs, or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> could not kickflip down a five stairs. Right. Broke my ankle trying to do that. Mm. But where at? No thanks. The Madison High School. Um, but you gonna get in trouble now that the cops know you did that? Twenty yeah. years later. I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> But like my buddy Storm, he he mastered. He was master at all that stuff. So when it came to doing a kickflip down a five set, he did it first try. Jeez, he's just good. Yeah. Some folks kind of. They just some, got some, it. Some I don't. Folks, talent yeah. definitely helps. Yeah. It's just some things like how can you do that? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I didn't perfect the kickflip by any means, but yeah. Did hmm. you ever play Tony Hawk video game? That was the number one video game no. growing up. <laughs> yeah, that game was awesome. That was it. Yeah. I remember the first... Well, the first one was PS1, right? Was that the first Tony Hawk? I'm not sure. I think I know Pro Skater 2 was on PS2. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the holy grail of skateboarding games. You know what um, my son's into now is those dang finger... Those finger decks. Oh, oh tech we, decks. yeah, we had tech those. Decks. He'll yeah. sit there... With like... Stop, Dad! Shut up! <laughs> so I'm just doing my homework. Oh, 
okay. <laughs> but he can do a little. It kind of like fidgets with, with it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. something to keep your hands busy. Yep. Yeah. I thought those were pretty cool. Oh, yeah, you could buy mini ramps and stuff for the tech decks back then. That's funny. I can only imagine what they got now. Um, so Mark Gray, <clears throat> real estate investor, agent. You know, um, I think you would be perfectly fit. You know, if there's any listeners out there that you mentioned being a, uh, having a mentor when you started early on, man, if anybody out there is looking to flip houses and looking for um, flipping opportunities but just doesn't know where quite to go with that passion, man, reach out to Mark Gray. He's, yeah. he's a great source for um, flipping questions, mentoring, um, and um, anything you may have to want to know about flipping. Because he's, he's been there and done that. Have you lost money on a flip? I have not. Okay, so that's that's a, that's, <laughs> he's batting a thousand right there. Um, <coughs> Better than some of us. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 huge, right? Because it's very easy to do. Yeah. Um, you withholding time and all that good stuff. And yep. I mean, I was kind of just thrown into it, man, and I just took off with it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I had a good a backbone, I guess, when it came to that. Just because, like, when I was when I was a kid. My next door neighbor guy was extremely successful and he would come out to my dad's barn and my dad and him would drink and I would sit out there for hours and just listen to him and they'd be talking about real estate, they'd be talking about investments, they'd be talking about everything. Mm -hmm. So I grew up just getting all this information. Mm -hmm. Building that confidence from your real life in-person mentors. Yeah. Building that confidence, taking in those lessons. That's not a lesson you learn like once over a story or reading one book. That's a lifetime of lessons. Yeah. Um, and that's that works, man. And and that's what struck me when you said about the bigger pockets. You didn't listen to one episode. You went back to number one. Yeah. And started from the beginning. You know, and that's that's, that's two years behind. I caught up. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, so that's awesome stuff, Mark. Mark Gray, like I said, I'm summing up there a little bit. Um, the real estate investor, agent, flipper, video game, Halo, Master Chief, Ollie, kickflip extraordinaire. What else? Is there anything else that you want the people to know about Mark Gray that they may not know? I think you summed it up pretty good. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out some more because I got a couple questions for you. Oh, yeah. We got the huge four. (laughs) All right. So I asked one earlier, but we'll just do it again. Uh, what's the one thing you wish you had known when you started your career? Or you could just say, what's one thing you wish you'd known, you know, maybe 10 years ago? I wish I would have known to work harder younger. I was so worried about partying and having fun with mm-hmm. life that yeah. I didn't think ahead. Yeah. And a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. A lot of people right now can relate to that. Yeah. I think of... Uh young uh extraordinary like high school athletes when you think of something like that yep because say i'm guilty of it you know my main goal was what's going on friday and saturday right what's going on friday night what's going on saturday night um whereas these these guys like you said starting earlier these these athletes are like we don't care we're focused we're grinding you can still have fun Right. But yeah, that's a great point. Start earlier and work harder. Be more focused. 
helps having support of family too because all those athletes were helped by their parents. They put, I mean, cause some of them start at five. How does a five-year-old have determination to win the Super Bowl? They don't even know what that is. <laughs> their parents help them. Right. And so and we all pushing. have that. I yeah. see it all the time. But you know what the magic sauce is? It's when the kid loves as much as the dad. Oh, yeah. And then it's just like, whoa. Because you don't find that a lot. And because then the dad gets energized by that. <laughs> right. They're our kid. Throwing yeah. the deep end now. That's that's the magic sauce. So uh, what's your biggest failure and what was the lesson from it? Biggest failure. Uh, all right. So my biggest failure. So it wasn't really a failure, mm-hmm. but it was very close to being one. Okay. So on my very first flip, I'm I'm halfway through it. I had twenty five grand to my name, pretty much. Okay. And I'm down to I think five grand, and I'm like, I don't know if I can put the rest of this into this flip and still be good. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, I'm just gonna give it to this guy. He's gonna finish it, and we're just gonna split the profits. Yeah. And my uh, my brother talked to me, said, Hey man, like, why are you gonna do that? Just finish it out just do it mm-hmm. so my biggest failure was almost giving up on flipping because if i would have done that i probably wouldn't have went to the next flip Dang. because you were going to give half to the other guy well it wasn't i was just going to give him like he was going to pay me off so i was going to walk away with oh you were just going to sell the property yeah i gotcha i was going to walk away with uh basically 25 grand and so i did all this work prior yeah would have walked away with nothing yeah, he would have stole it from you. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, thing. he wasn't going to steal it from me. I was stressing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was just going to take that off my plate. Gotcha. But when my brother, when I talked to my brother, he was like, just just finish it out. Just do it. Yep. I was like, it was kind of that push that I needed. Yeah. Never give up. Brother, yeah. family. Love it. So then. So besides your family, um, what are some best resources that have helped you along the way? Um, just everybody around me, man. Everybody around me is always, it seems like everybody's always trying to pick everybody else up Yeah. because nobody likes to be down in the dump. Yep. So whenever you're around somebody that's down in the dump, you always try to pick them up, right? That's right. So I think that's that, true. and that's not the always community. the case. That's yeah. not always the case. True. Yeah. Sometimes people are always dragging you down. Yeah. So and you need somebody else to pick you up. You must have a, a good support system there. Yeah. Uh, two of your favorite superheroes. No, two of your favorite books. <laughs> Sorry, I read that wrong. You're jumping ahead to the rapid fire. Round. <laughs> yeah. Two oh, of your man. favorite books that have inspired you. I got a lot of favorite books, and they've all really inspired me. Um, Slight Edge okay. was a good one for me. Mm-hmm. I got that from Ricky Caruth. Yeah. Um, What's Slight Edge uh, talk about? It talks about all the little things that you have to do on a daily basis to keep going so he talks about um this in the book he talks about this rat gets put into uh some milk or whatever it was um and he's sitting there they put there's two rats right both rats go in the same glass of milk and they're trying to climb up get out of there and they couldn't the one gives up and drowns the other one just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going, doing the little things. Before you knew it, he was able to climb out because that milk turned into butter. Nice. Wow. 
because those little things keep pushing and pushing and add up. So he survived. Yeah. Maybe he pushed off the dead mouse to get out too. <laughs> I don't know. No, it was two separate glasses. Oh, two separate glasses. Yeah. Gotcha. So the one gave up and just okay. drowned. Gotcha. So it, it kind of has that that philosophy that you just got to keep going, doing the little, little things on a yeah. daily basis. And after so long, it compounds and you're able to get so far ahead. Same you get the slight edge. Same yep. thing as your flip story. Right. Yeah, you just kept on going, never gave up. Yeah, there's nobody, another mouse in another house who gave up. Yep. <laughs> Are you ready for the rapid fire round? Um, are you ready? So you got to answer these quickly and don't think about them. First thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Favorite color? Green. What is your spirit animal? Tiger. What is your favorite movie of all time? Grind. Grind. I've never heard of that one. Is it a skateboarding movie? It is. Nice. It's got, uh, it's old, old, 1990s, I think. Um, Ryan Sheckler was like 12. Okay. He was in it. Hmm. See, my old skating movies was like Gleaming the Cube. See, I'm dating myself. Have you ever seen that? No. Yeah, Christian Slater, Gleaming the Cube. Hmm, probably and, from the 80s. Yeah. And then I think, I forget what the other one was. Skater Die, maybe? Hmm. What was it? <laughs> Grind, though. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. What is your dream vacation? Uh, Hawaii. Nice. Or Germany. Germany. Oh, international action. What would you do in Germany? I don't know. <laughs> It'd be cool. I've never I been just, to Europe. Yeah, I just want to be, get out of the country. Yeah. Go someplace that's... Guten Tag. Yeah. You know, those <laughs> places are so... I mean, we see downtown. It's got some old character from the old 1920s. Mm-hmm. You imagine those cities are 1400s, 1500s, some yeah. of those buildings. The character and the age of those right. European cities. Got to be super cool. Yeah, we'll make it out there someday. Yeah, I picked Germany because my family's German. German family as yep. well. Do you ever drink German beer? No. <laughs> no. Biggie, I know the answer to you. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> Never drank. <laughs> Never will. <laughs> um, what is your go-to karaoke song? Uh, or song that you might be singing in the shower, in the car, just let it out. I just listen to podcasts. I don't listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> singing sings the Bigger Pockets podcast. intro. <laughs> this is the Bigger Pockets <laughs> podcast. That's Mark. <laughs> But if you were did, let go, let's go back in time to when Mark used to listen to music or even genres. Go with rock. Rock. Heavy? Medium heavy? Uh, medium heavy. I do rock country. Yeah. Um, that's really about it. Um, let's go with the big green tractor. <laughs> big green tractor. That's Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Okay. A little yeah. rock, a little country. Okay. Um, what is something you fear? Going back to the prison. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. yeah. As a corrections officer. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to work back there. He was never a yeah. felon. I love the people there. I love to working with the guys because mm-hmm. there's a lot of good guys there. But I don't want to go back and work there. Right. No, this is... Uh, you enjoy the fact that the harder you work, the more money you make. Right. You're, you're more in control of your own destiny. Mm-hmm. But with, with that comes, you know, having to be self-motivated. Right, which right. you get, which you guys are, which we all are in this mm-hmm. business, but some folks are not, and that's why certain jobs fit well that's with right. certain people. Um, 
Um, so yeah, I learned that you know more, the more responsibility you take on, the more freedom you probably have. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to deal with the fact you do have a responsibility and take ownership of it. Yeah, I I realized that about five six years ago. Not a lot of people can take on that responsibility. They, they'll tell you right up, I just can't do that. Yeah. And that's all right. No, and it's easy to sit here and talk about it and everything too, but think about when the shit really hits the fan. Can you take the heat? Right. And, and in the case of Mark flipping that house, he sure did. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He took it, man, and kept moving. What is your greatest accomplishment? Rapid fire, rapid fire. <laughs> All right, the greatest accomplishment is flipping the flipping the house in Shelby. Okay. Made uh, this is the biggest chunk of change that I made off of a property, Excellent. and the quickest. Was that flip number two, three? It was flip number three. Number three. Um, I bought it for fifty five, which my dad was in there telling me I was crazy for paying that. Mm-hmm. I put thirty into it, so eighty five for eighty five, mm-hmm. and um. Sold it for one thirty. Wow, excellent! So I had to pay a little closing cost, but came yeah. away with some money. I walked away with about forty. Nice. That is great. Yep. Um, and that was a true indicator that this here thing you got going works. Yep. And I did the rehab within like four. It was, it was like ninety-one days. Yep. Oh wow! So three months. And what a great thing! You know, a flip is a win-win all the way around. Yep. You know, it's a win for you. You're profiting. It's a win for the buyers because they get to, okay, so some people might have a bad connotation on a flip. You might walk into a house and say, oh, this is a flip. But I've been in the business long enough to where there's young families out there that don't have time to remodel a house. Exactly. Or they're working full-time jobs. They're working 12, 16 hours a day. They don't have time to do that. So it's a service you provide for them. Right. Let mm-hmm. me go in there, flip it for you. All you have to do is buy it, move in, and it's it's at market value, and you're getting a great deal. And it's all updated and done. Yeah. Exactly. And the good flippers, they will go in there, and and Mark, you're one of them. You know, and it's not a band aid fix on things. You know, uh, if it needs a furnace, if it needs an AC, if it needs a roof. Right. If it needs windows, I think you're actually waiting on windows for when your property's right now. Correct? Yeah. Right. No, we got the windows. They're, they should be being getting put in right now. Excellent. Good. <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, on this property, we had to get a new roof. We didn't have to put a new furnace in, but new electrical panel, new deck, new everything. We put this this flip that we're working on right now. We put the most money into. Mm-hmm. Um. I, is it a case by case basis, or where are you at now? What what percentage of the work are you doing yourselves, and what percentage are you hiring out? Um, the first like two flips I did, I did a lot of the work myself. Myself. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm trying to be hands off and just hire it all out. Yep. But I'm still hands on, just about every day on picking up stuff mm-hmm. or figuring something out for the contractor. Gotcha. Contractors is the most difficult, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the secret sauce. Good contractor. Yeah. Um, what is your? Who is your favorite superhero? Batman. Batman. <laughs> Batman. I am um, Batman. What? I'm sorry. How about your favorite sports team? The Browns. Cleveland Brownies. Dog check. 
we got to wait till next year, man. Somehow the Steelers snuck in. Yeah. Oh, goodness, but they didn't last long. Nope. I'm rooting for the Bengals now. <laughs> yeah. They just got a trip to Kansas City and back. Yeah. Even though Sam Weiss threw us Cleveland fans under the bus. You might be too young to remember that. Yeah, we don't know who that is. So no. Sam Weish was uh, the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals back when they had Icky Woods, who mm-hmm. just gave us a shout-out. Yep. Um, so they the fans in Cincinnati were throwing bottles onto the field because okay. they were upset at a call. Yeah. And Sam Weish, in the middle of the game, the Bengals coach got on the microphone, grabbed the microphone from the PA announcer and said, you need to behave yourselves, fans. This isn't Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Swear. And they weren't even playing Cleveland. Oh, my gosh. It was like... <laughs> Talk <laughs> about rivalry. Yeah. And if anything, those two teams, they're both named... Well, they have Paul Brown Stadium, and the Cleveland Browns are called the Browns. After yeah, founded Paul, by Paul, Paul Brown, Brown, both teams. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, but... The Brownies, man. That's my favorite team, too. That's my favorite team, too. Yeah, man. Um, we'll get there. Yeah. There's always next year. There's always next year. Well, and I'm just glad to have <laughs> to a team. infinity and beyond. I'm just glad to have a team because 99, they yanked a team. Modell yanked a team away. Yeah. And, uh, so even on a down year like this year, hell, we barely missed the playoffs. Yeah. Um, was had some entertaining football. And we still have a team to root for, so... Just a little banged that. up. That's all. Who's, who's a couple of your um, favorite all-time Browns players? I mean, Garrett right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. What Garrett's a, a monster. Yeah. Landry's good. Yeah. Those guys, they play with some passion, don't they? Garrett and Landry. Um, grew up watching Tim Couch. <laughs> Couch, he obliterated the Steelers one game, I think I remember. I think that was like his trademark game. I thought he went to – am I thinking right? Was it Couch that went to Pittsburgh and just destroyed him? And there was like a one-off shot? <laughs> it like never happened again? Probably. Oh, Big Ben. He had a good run. Um, well, I'm going off script again. It was his retirement party yesterday. Yeah. Probably. He hasn't yeah. announced it, but most likely. But he did – did they win one Super Bowl? I know one. With Two. Ben. Two with Big Ben? They beat the Packers? No. The Packers beat them. They beat the Cardinals, and then I think they did it before in like 2005 or did something. They get two? I forget. I think he's got two. I just always love their coach. What's his name? He's got the big eyes. He's just yeah. always intense. <laughs> his eyes look huge. Reminds me of Mike Singletary. Um, we love NFL, though, here at the office, so we're always talking football. Um, and lastly, on the rapid fire round that wasn't quite so rapid, the <laughs> favorite, your favorite food. Spaghetti, man. Ooh, nice. Spaghetti and meatballs? Yeah. What kind of spaghetti? Uh, homemade, my mom's. Oh, yeah. Can't <laughs> be mama's spaghetti. Mm. I got to eat it with some breadsticks. You got veggies in there cut up? No, it's just uh, the Pregos. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The, the Pregos traditional. Okay. My mom puts mm-hmm. ground beef in there. Okay. Got to have just the meat noodles, sauce. man. Gotta have the meat in the sauce. She yeah. adds a uh, too much carbs if you don't have the meat. She has diced tomatoes and uh, <laughs> onions too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, I hate people put onions and everything. Yeah, that fresh, fresh pop. You don't like that? No, I just don't like onions like that. No. It's just like a thing. People just throw onions and everything they make. Flavor it up. 
I guess. You will get it on your pizza? I don't like it because it's slimy and slippery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's a rapid fire round, and I think that's all we got for Mr. Mark Gray. And it's all we got for you guys today. Uh, so we had a good talk here with Mark. So Hey, Mark, what's your cell phone number? 419-612-9490. For any of you flippers out there, mgray at dreamhuge.com. Um, and for Justin Bigelow... And myself, Pete Peterson, and Mark Gray, remember the rules. Work Work hard, hard, never give up, and dream huge. Thank you for listening to the Dream Huge Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more inspiring content, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dream Huge Realty and on TikTok at Dream Huge Inc. Until next time.